0: Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Jennifer, welcome back. Great to be talking with you.
1: It's great to be here. This is one of my favorite podcasts to be on, so thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, uh, it's always fun. It's always fun. We we have way too much fun. I think during these conversations, and some of them, both before we hit record, <laughs> we'll have to do outtakes one day.
1: We need to we need to start recording as soon as we get on because we always have some interesting conversations.
0: We do, we do. So today is going to be a very interesting conversation because we're talking about AI. This has been, of course, you know, all the rage over the past few months, creating excitement fear, uncertainty. And, um, I wanted to bring you on because you have been an early adopter of, of these tools and you have a really good sense for the, the threats and opportunities that they present. Um, and we want to get really tactical here today. So, you know, for anyone listening, who's already heard all the predictions and all the kind of big picture stuff. We're going to start with that, but we're quickly going to move into some practical stuff. So first, I I want to get your take. You know, what do you think is happening and where do you think this is going?
1: So at first, I was panicked, like everybody else. When I heard about AI writing tools, I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to go find another job. That lasted 30 seconds, and then I realized, maybe a little longer. And then I realized that I have been writing about artificial intelligence for 10 years. And a lot of what I've been writing is as new AI based tools go into an industry, people have the exact same concerns we do that it's going to take over jobs. And all of my work that I've been doing on AI has been reassuring people that AI just makes things more efficient, that it cannot replace human insight, human creativity and the power of humans. And then when I went back and read my own words, I, my tune totally changed. Um, First of all, I don't think we're all gonna lose our jobs. I don't think we need to find new careers. I think this is just a new version of freelancing, a new phase, a new step. And that said, we need to adapt. But I, I honestly think this is gonna end up being a good thing my mom used to freelance and she used to send out snail mail letters with, you know, self-addressed envelopes. And when the internet started, things changed. This is another change. Um, so my first prediction is that this is going to end up being a good thing. I really think so. And before you decide I'm crazy, I can go ahead and explain it. Um, So I think a lot of businesses are gonna try AI and it's gonna suck. And they're going to realize the value of human writers in a way that I don't think anyone ever has before. I think this year is gonna be a little rough as everyone figures it out and tries it and comes back and we as writers figure it out. But I I really think that once we get on the other side of the transition, The writers that evolve their services to types of writing and areas of writing that must have humans are going to be actually more successful than we are now.
0: I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'll equate it to two things that I think we can all relate to. Um, So my dad's a civil engineer. And, um, you know, when he started his career in the mid 60s, it was all about math. I mean, you had to be really, really good at crunching numbers. I mean, you know, talking slide rules, this is the early days of calculators. People couldn't afford calculators. So he took a lot of pride in that. Then software came out, right? Computers, PCs, software. Did it replace engineers? Well, if your focus and your strength was really just math and that's it, you probably had a really hard time. The ones who did really well, my dad tells me about this all the time, were the ones who realized that they had to elevate their value. They had to move more toward creative problem solving and come up with elegant and creative solutions and use these tools to do that grunt work. And and those, that's what my dad did really well yep. because he's a great creative problem solver. Same thing with, I remember the internet, right? When Amazon came out, I remember 1997, 1998, 99, the prediction was brick and mortar is dead. Well, look around, obviously it isn't, but you have to adapt, right? The stores that didn't adapt have have gone out of business. Yep. And those who niche down, who brought other elements of value into the fore, those are the ones who have done really, really well. So I think it's really no different. And I think if we step back and look at examples like this, we realize, oh, no, but AI is different. No, 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 it's not. It's it's a different thing. Yeah, it's very advanced, but the the fundamentals still mirror the fundamentals of those examples. So
1: I I I completely agree with you with that. And I do want to mentioned something, you you talked about the value. I do think if you're a writer right now that your main income, your main focus is SEO-based writing, probably with a content mill, pretty basic level writing, I think you need to pause. And I think you need to figure out a way to diversify, add more services. And I think we're going to talk about that later, but Those types of writing right now or very soon can be replaced by AI tools. And I think that's a small portion of freelancers, but I do want to point that out, that my broad statement does not apply to that type writing.
0: I would disagree a little bit in that it's not a small portion of freelancers And the overall. I mean, I think that is a huge number of people, but I would say it's a small portion of listeners here, right?
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: So, but very that's good point. That is a great point. And that actually speaks to the whole, again, if you don't move up in the value ladder, um, and those people are at the very bottom rung of the value ladder. So, all right. So, broad strokes, we got that done. Um, let's talk about practical ways you can use these tools to help you as a writer. We keep hearing that, but we're not hearing as much of, okay, great. Can you give me some examples? Can you maybe at least talk? first about kind of the areas where they can help?
1: Um, so, yeah, so I've got five areas. I know you said three, but I couldn't come up with three. I came up <laughs> so
0: two bonus. Um,
1: two bonus. Um, well, the, the fifth is kind of iffy. We'll, we'll talk about that. Ideas, headlines, social media, outlines, and research. I like it. So one of the things that before we get started, I think that AI, the purpose of using tools and and I'm going to, there's a lot of tools out there. And so I'm going to call them AI writers is what I call them. Um, the, the purpose in my opinion is to use it as a starting point, a point of inspiration, a point where you add your own creativity and your own audience knowledge and your own industry knowledge to elevate it to a higher level. Um, I don't, and I, I think we both agree with this, we're not talking about using AI tools to write a blog post, turn it in on your own. I, I think that's plagiarism at the very most and unethical at the very least. And, and, and that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is using AI writing tools as a tool, just like we use. We, so that's not new. We've been using AI tools for a while. We just didn't, a lot of us didn't realize it. Um, Grammarly is an AI based tool. AI Otter, all of the AI transcription tools. If you use, I love headline analyzers. I've been using that for a while. That's an AI based tool. Um, even Google Analytics, um, SEO tools, SEMrush, those are all AI based tools. This is another tool that you can use to increase your productivity and give you more ideas, just like the ones we talked about.
0: Got it so in terms of idea generation why don't we start with that one you know i I love that because sometimes i'm stuck right
1: and and let's let's talk first of all about kind of the big caveat when it comes to ai tools right now accuracy is a big thing and that's hopefully quickly improving, but anything you do that has factual in nature that's going to especially apply when we talk to research, but it does apply to ideas, you're going to need to verify, either with your own knowledge or a second source. So I just want to put that, I'm not going to repeat that every time, except when we get to research, but I want to just make that blanket statement. Um, so ideas. I'm the same. It can be hard to get started. A blank screen is, you know, the biggest nightmare, right? And so one of the things, if you're playing around with AI tools, a lot of times people just go in and be like, give me five ideas for cybersecurity. So what you need to do is what's called prompt engineering, where you take a step back and you put in a lot of details about exactly what you need. So you put in the audience, you put in the tone, you put in the purpose. So um, I need five ideas on stretching my cybersecurity budget for small business owners in the insurance business. And so then it will give more specifics. So that's that's a big part of my course is, is how to use prompt engineering. And that's where a lot of people fail is they just put it straight in and expect to get great results. You have to put in great information. So the more you put in what you want an idea for and get ideas back. So for example, you can put in ideas for articles. You know, I want an article for um, insurance business owners that are struggling to make money. And so it would, and the ideas it comes back with, you know, some of them are crappy, but a few of them are usually enough to be, wait, wait. There's something in there, and then you can take it and come up with another idea. Um, So the other thing is ideas within an article. So if you're looking for bullets, advantages of using, you know, zero trust, which is a cybersecurity term, or advantages of going with a realtor for buying a home, it can give you those. Some of the stuff is generic. Um, Some of it is is interesting. Um, So... Those are some great ways to use it for the ideas.
0: You know what what I love about that is I can see why people would hesitate or wouldn't think to add the level of detail you mentioned some of those. Because I think we've been conditioned over the past 20-something years with search engines, you can't go that narrow. Search engines yeah. are not designed to get to that level of granularity. You kind of need to go broader and then you do yeah. the, the, the the sorting through the searches, right? The search results. Here, you can actually, and you should, what I'm hearing from you is go all the way, like really stress test the thing. And what you're saying is you found that even the level of detail in that cybersecurity example with, you know, insurance companies. I mean, I would be afraid to punch that in thinking it's going to get confused. It's not going to know what I mean. It knows.
1: I mean, it it might come up with something. Um, One of the ones that came up when I I tried that before we talked, it was, you know, does cybersecurity risk increase during hurricane season with increased um, claims for insurance offices?
0: Yeah. It's, and some of the <laughs> answers might be weird or might be um, not that helpful. But what you're saying is if you keep probing, and I know we're going to get into that, you can get some of the good stuff, right?
1: And you have to keep answering. You could be like, I don't like this, give me more. Or how about making it more punchy? How about more serious? How about more focused on this? So you want to have a conversation, um, not That's just. crazy. It's not, You you can't do with
0: Google. You can't say, no, Google, sorry, this wasn't good.
1: (laughs) And I I hadn't thought of it that way, Ed, but you're 100% right. We're used to search engines that are one way. And this is a two way conversation.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a massive difference.
1: And you need to think of it like you're brainstorming with a friend is the way that I was viewing it. I'm brainstorming with a friend. So you get an idea, you expand. It, it's a session. It's not an input output
0: thing. I love it. I love it. By the way, I just read an article that um, this is a whole new job category. Uh, they called uh, prompt or AI whisperers, I believe. And um, these are six figure jobs. And what I found interesting was they're saying, oh, and by the way, don't think that it's going to be like the engineers or the techies who are getting these. It's people in humanities, liberal arts, because they think differently. It's they need that right brain kind of emphasis. And I thought that's fascinating. We're creating a whole new category of jobs here.
1: You're right. I had not thought about that, but I could see an engineer struggling with these conversations. Um, And I've worked in tech my whole life because it was almost an interpersonal level type discussion. It was a brainstorming. there was creativity involved um, not not that there I mean there's a lot of engineers that are great at that, but but you're right, I could see the the right brain really being good at this.
0: Yeah. Okay, so idea generation, that's huge. Um, I think you mentioned social media was the next one?
1: Uh, yeah so social media. so I'm gonna get really excited here. Okay, so hashtags. Hashtags is what I think it does best out of everything yet right now. Um, Every time I'm doing social media posts for either, um, a lot of times I do it for myself and also for some of my clients have me write social media posts to go with the story that they share and they expect hashtags, but it's a complete pain to try to find the hashtags takes way more time unless you have the expensive tools, which I don't have. And so um, I'm you know using free tools that don't work well or, or I'm going through Instagram myself, which is a time waste. Um, so if you put in what are five best hashtags for insurance, cybersecurity for insurance companies or for small businesses, it will give you the best ones. It's amazing. Um, and you can get as many you can get five you can get ten and i've gone back and checked i probably checked might be a little obsessive here about 50 different hashtags and it was pretty on the mark um so if you use this for nothing else use it for hashtags um both for your own and then for client work um the other thing is you can use it to write social media posts um as a starting point they're not ones that you know are going to go Viral or be the most amazing post ever but you know not all of the posts we write have to be sometimes they're just to share information and a good post is better than no post in many cases and a lot of times we don't write something because we don't have time to even come up with something good, and this will give you a good basic post I recommend putting the audience the purpose the platform and the tone so um i was using it to create a post um that would share one of my blog articles so it was for freelancers about what to do when you lose a client and will go to read my article for um face for linkedin and it was good and i used it and tweaked a few things and added in something i knew my audience would respond to but it saved me at least 15 minutes because I had a place to start. I didn't have a blank screen. Um, I think they're great for, for social media posts um, as, as a good place to start. And and they, the ones I played around with the social media a lot and have used it didn't mean a, didn't meet a huge amount of tweaking, just a little bit of punched up was what I found. And they're a little bit, sometimes they're a little bit wordy for me. So I've been taking out words.
0: So you're using it by giving it some descriptions as to what the post needs to be about. Can you punch, Can you upload the article and say, look, can you give me a post yes. for this? You can.
1: Yes, you can. And you can give them a link. Yes.
0: Oh, that's crazy. I, had, I just threw that out there to see if I could stump you.
1: No. <laughs> no. You, I've been, yes, you, you can put in a link and be like, create a social media post for this.
0: Wow. So the link is great because I know it had some sort of uh, word count limit, right? So I can't yeah. I can't put in a thirty five hundred dollar or thirty five hundred word article, but I can right. put a link if it's already uploaded somewhere. Oh, that is brilliant. Correct. You're using it for your own hashtags too.
1: Um, yep, and for my own social media person. My VA helps me with that some, but sometimes I write my own too. So okay. um so yeah. I have used that and I've used it when um, a couple of my clients, I have to write social media posts to go with my articles. And that's always really hard.
0: Yeah. How come, you know, it's so easy or easier to write the whole thing, but then now you got to write the summary. It's like, Oh, I don't want to do that.
1: Oh, you're so, Oh my gosh. You're so true. And I think a lot of it for me is social media is co- copywriting in my opinion and I'm not a copywriter that's not my superpower so it's a different skill set but I forget that <laughs> and I think I should be able to write amazing social media posts and I can yeah. write good ones but uh, okay. it's a different skill and I think as writers we forget that so it's a, it's a, um, I like it you just need to punch them up a little bit and and make sure they're relevant a couple times it wasn't totally it's so this is the thing if you're expecting perfection every time you're going to be disappointed you're not going to give it something and everything's going to be fabulous and you're going to love it and i think some of the complaints i've heard from writers is that that's what they expect and it it's really a friend of someone to, an idea generation someone to to help you with the brainstorming the coming up and it's a process and i think when you view it as a process not a give it something, you're going to love it. You're a lot happier with it.
0: That's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, all right. So what, what would be the next category?
1: Um, headlines. I'm going to get excited again. So maybe I'm alone, but I suck at writing headlines. I write stupid headlines and it's really hard when a client wants like five headline examples. I, I've i been known to not take clients that want a lot of headlines because it really stresses <laughs> me out. Um, I know that's stupid, but um, I've been using a headline analyzer for years that helps. co schedule has one that I like, um, but you have to it, you have to come up with something to put it in there. So what you can do is say, "Give me a headline," and you can have an existing article, or you can put in a short article. Um, Give me five headline suggestions for this article. Five. So you can do it a couple ways. Um, So here's a story I'm working on right now. It's about identity theft. So I could say, give me five headlines about preventing identity theft online for small business owners with a formal tone. And I found putting formal, punchy, casual, informal really helps as well um and it will give you five it really likes colons like really likes colons everything has a colon in it even when you ask it not to put colons <laughs> um so you you'll want to if you like if it needs colons or you have a head in a deck that works well for the headline but the the headlines you usually need what i usually do is combine i take three kind of combine tweak them i've had great luck with the headlines
0: I tried this last week and I was amazed I had a headline the title of this lead magnet actually and you know lead magnets by the way just a little tip it's all about the title the title is the whole thing because if you get someone to if, if you if it's not attractive enough they're not going to go opt in for it so anyway um, I had one that I knew needed work and I went ahead and punched that and I said give me five different variations. Of, of this title and my gosh I couldn't believe it it was so good and then I said give me five more and I said okay here you go and um I actually ended up picking one from I forget which of the two lists better than mine
1: I, yeah I really think headlines is one of its biggest strengths for for us as writers yeah um unless you're really good at headlines because If you're really good at headlines, you're probably going to be better. But if you're an average at headlines, it's great. I, I, if you use it for nothing but headlines and hashtags, it will save you time and stress.
0: I consider myself to be pretty good with headlines. The problem was it's, I'm not good at headlines 24 hours a day. And this is toward the end of a day. Creatively, my tank was empty. So I, I needed, I needed more
1: um and and so that's a really good point i view this as we all have strengths and there's some things that humans are better at and some things that machines are better at and you've made a good point that you may not you may be better than the machine at headlines except at the end of the day when you're tired and so that's when i i think being a successful freelancer is really about figuring out what you're good at and what you suck at and coming up with ways to mitigate what you're not good at and ways to find clients that appreciate and where your strengths highlight. And I think that tools are the way to help mitigate your weaknesses. And this is another way to do that. And it may not be a huge weakness, but just me sucking at headlines. You know, if I can give a great headline, maybe that's Makes the client happier. Maybe they hate having to write headlines, and maybe that helps them give me more work. And so I think that's what we need to look at. This is ways: what are we better at the machines, and what are the machines better than us? And that and using it for that for our specific purposes to increase both our productivity and and our quality.
0: Yeah, and that's some. That's no, not a binary thing. It's not that the machine is better. It just yeah. depends on the time of day where my creative energy right. is at that moment. You know the machine's always gonna be stable. Um
1: and okay. I think it's and I think it's okay and I think I, I want to rely on what you said. I think it's okay that a machine can be better than us at some things. And I think as humans that's hard to to admit but it's better at analyzing large quality quantities of data that's out there and what people are clicking on. And we can't do that. And and so I think that's okay. It's okay to say that it's better at hashtags, it's better at this. And um, that doesn't mean that we're, we're not valuable.
0: I don't know why, but I just thought of that scene in the movie *Goodwill Hunting. When you remember, like he got these two like triple PhD professors at MIT and this kid comes in and he solves these problems in front of them like it's nothing. And they said something to the effect of, like, "I can't believe I've dedicated my whole life to to this discipline. I've given everything for this, and this kid just comes in and solves this problem." Like they just wanted to give up. They're like, "This is not worth it."
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, but there's things that there's things that we'll get to that in a minute that machines can't replace, and I definitely when we get there want we'll to talk about that, and 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 that's 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 great too.
0: Totally. And it takes a human. It takes a human to discern, wait a minute, this is better than this. This is not as good. This needs to be tweaked. I need to mash this up with this other thing that I have. That is a human thing.
1: Exactly. We can't be machines and machines can't be humans. And if we work together, then we can create better stuff quicker.
0: Here we go. Okay. So research intrigued by this one. Tell me about how you use it.
1: So can we talk about outlines first? I want to do research. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Let's, because... let's do
0: outlines. Perfect.
1: So two things on outlines. One is you can, so if you have a new topic, it can help you create a basic outline. So can you create an outline for a topic on um, how to prevent identity theft? online for college students. And it will create a basic outline for you. It's nothing super inspired, but it will actually create points for you. And I have used those as a starting point, added in my own, taken them out. Um, It's a great place to start, especially if you're writing about something new and don't even know where to research or what to do. Um, And I will want to, to mention different tools and and we're recording this in the past so you're hearing this in the future so at the time of recording chat gpt does not search the internet and only has content up to fall of 2021 bing searches the internet and has much more has recent content so um you you do want to keep that in mind when doing outlines. If you're doing something brand new, you will probably want to use Bing. And if it's more evergreen, ChatGPT can be a great use as well. Good point. The the other way to use outlines, (laughs) so sometimes when I write something, it just doesn't feel right. You know you haven't structured it right. It's just something's off about it and you don't quite know how to fix it. So what I have done is put that into the um, AI tool and asked it to create an outline from my text. And then you look at the outline and you can see where you suck. Because if it can't create an outline easily from your article, that means that something's off and I've been able to pinpoint the sections that I need to rewrite and restructure because it wasn't clear.
0: Oh, I never thought about that. So you actually put in your article draft, not before it's finished, because that's where you're looking for help and ask it to give me an outline based on this article or outline this article for me. Interesting. And Is that how create, you ask it, by the way? Is that similar? If you okay. create
1: an outline for this text and it will give it okay. to you. And if it's bad in a certain place, that means your article wasn't good. Hmm. I was able to pinpoint a section that I wasn't making a lot of sense and I was repeating myself.
0: I just thought I had an idea. Have you used it? You know, when you know you need to simplify the language, you know, bring down the oh. reading level. I wonder if it can do that. You know, it's a little bit too master's level right now. You want to bring it down to ninth grade. I wonder if it could.
1: Probably one of the, that would concern me because I don't use anything. So I view anything that comes out of one of those tools, like I would a source on Google, a Wikipedia article, something online. I use it as a source. I don't copy words. I don't copy, I mean, I don't I copy words. I don't copy phrases or sentences or paragraphs. So that would be my only concern there.
0: Even though it's using your original work.
1: Oh, uh, you know that, so this is, right? Because this is, this is that's what you do with social media. No, you're right. That's, that's true. It, it probably would be okay with it. And this is one of the things that I find so interesting, is I think the more we get into it, there'll be more and more ethical things that each of us have to figure out for ourselves yeah. what we're comfortable with. Because I hadn't even thought of it that way. I was just like, no, and then you're right, but it's my words.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just like with those, I thought of because of the social media example you gave us, right? Write me a social media post for LinkedIn based on this text. So mm-hmm. kind of the same request, but a different output. I don't know. I, I haven't tried it. I have no idea if it would work.
1: Um, probably. I think it probably would. Um, so should we move on to research?
0: Let's, let's talk about research. I'm very intrigued
1: by that one. <sighs> so this is the one that I had the most hopes for and have been disappointed. So I think this is its weakest point right now mm-hmm. is research. And the problem is it makes stuff up. And it makes yes. up total surveys, it makes up facts, and I don't even know who said it, but someone online said, it confidently and arrogantly spews out nothing, um, I mean, wrong information. So <clears throat> you have to be super duper careful with chat GPT, as of the time of recording, last week I put in... I asked for, you know, five surveys, knowing it would be latest to be 2021. Only one of them was a real survey. The others were completely made up. I don't know why it made stuff up. Bing is much, the other issue with ChatGPT as of the recording is that it doesn't include citations, so you don't know where it came from.
0: You can ask it though, right? Give me the sources for this.
1: Yes, it doesn't include a link, so then you just have to go find it. Um, or was not including a link as of last week that could have changed. and and all of this is evolving, so just know that
0: too. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: um Bing does include the links of the citations. I've had better luck with Bing for research. Um it's not the best yet. It's getting there. you You can't totally rely on it. And I had every time I've used it, I've used it as a starting point and then had to dig deeper into a report that I found because of it or looked realized that a certain company made an annual study and was able to find the most recent version because it didn't find it, that type of thing. So more of a starting point than the end result for research. Um, I think that when the research in accuracy and results fully gets there, that um, AI writing tools will be amazingly helpful for all writers the value to us goes up right now the time taken to completely verify everything and have it not be accurate is a little frustrating
0: i will say i'll echo your findings there i was doing some research a couple of weeks ago and i thought this is brilliant i can't believe this is wonderful information i said give me the sources So, sure, here are the sources. I went and to verify, there was nothing on those pages.
1: Exactly. It made
0: it all up.
1: Yes. Like, why does it make stuff up? That's what I don't understand. But
0: it's a very confident, it's an overly confident AI. It's like, they're not going to know. These humans are stupid. They don't know. They're just going to go with
1: it. Did you ask it for the link and it gave you the link?
0: And it gave me the links.
1: Okay, so I didn't ask for the link. I just said the source. So if you said the link, it gave it to you. Okay, good to know. Um,
0: actually, no, now that you asked, I don't know if I said, give me the link. I said, I think I did say, give me the sources
1: okay.
0: or give me okay. the source for this information.
1: Okay.
0: And it sent me um a couple of links and and okay. there was nothing on those pages about that. In fact, one page was, a. I got a 404 error. Uh It just, I don't know. I don't know where it came up with this stuff.
1: And I think... A lot of writers that I've talked to start by using it for research and then get really frustrated and stop using it and, and don't realize that it is good for some other things. I think if you're using it for research, you're using it You should, right now. You should use it very cautiously. You should realize that you're going to have to do a lot more work and be happy when it saves you time. And use Bing, not chat GPT right now.
0: There you go. And by the way, Bing, just to be clear, we're talking about the new Bing.
1: Yes. As, as of
0: right now. That's called the new Bing.
1: yeah And you get there's a separate tab that says chats that you have to go to.
0: Okay. Cool. Um this is fascinating stuff. And it's interesting, Jennifer, that going into this conversation, I thought you were really gonna be in love with the whole research thing. And because of what I had found, I thought, okay, I'm obviously doing it wrong. Oh. You know Jennifer's gonna like tell me all the cool things you could do with it. So it's interesting that that is your least favorite one. I hadn't thought about so many of the other the other applications. So thank you for that. Now as we wrap up, I I want to make sure you tell us about your course. You've created a whole course on very practical ways to use these tools. Tell us about yeah. it and where people can learn more about it.
1: Yes. So um, on my website, Jennifer. Gregory Writer, I have a um, it's a 12 model module mini course. Um, It goes through a lot of the things we've talked about with more in depth and example. It has exercises, um, and you get a Facebook community um, to help. The other thing is, as this is changing, we're having monthly Q and A lives, and also um, I'm updating the modules and doing a new. Um, update module with new information as it comes out. So in the next week, I'm working on a new one with ChatGPT4 and the new Bing to give more information.
0: That is awesome. Um,
1: And can I, can I, I know we're wrapping up, but I did want to add one quick thing. Yeah. Um, We had talked about, you know, that SEO writers needed to find, revamp their services. I want to talk real quick about what type of and then not, there's not a lot of those listening, but a lot of us want to know where to focus our efforts as we build our business in areas that won't be taken over. So could we talk about, can I talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So the types of writing that I expect won't be taken out is things that don't exist now. So for example, um, AI goes into data that already exists. So one of the biggest things is thought leadership because I can't ask it to write what's in Ed's head. It it doesn't know. So if it's Ed's original insights that can't be generated by AI. Um, So that's one. The other is like scientific and health and technological innovations, things that are being created now, those can't be generated by AI because you have to talk to the people creating them. So the, um, the, that's a great area. Um, I think podcasts and web webinars will become even more popular because people will crave original content. And I think copywriting is safe. Good, great copywriting has so much human creativity that it's going to be hard to totally replace.
0: Agreed. So it's one thing to, for it to come up with a great headline, but copy is not all headlines. So great right. point. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you a thousand percent. This is continually evolving. Um, I appreciate we may have to do a follow up, you know, in a few months as things continue to change. Um, I encourage everybody to check out the course. Um, We'll put a link to it in the show notes. I think you had told me and I may be putting you on the spot here that you had like a discount code for my people that we're going to keep it secret.
1: I do have a discount code. Should I tell you or put it in the show notes?
0: no just tell me and then we'll put it in the show notes too
1: okay or or
0: is it, it something easy to to remember
1: oh i'm coming up with it on the spot um okay Gigantia.
0: okay perfect how do you spell that no i'm just kidding um
1: and and so it's normally 100 125 and the code gets you um 25
0: oh yeah that's that's a no-brainer that's a no-brainer um
1: and one guys, of the things you're paying for with the course is for me to help keep you updated. So you you that, don't I have
0: was just gonna say that this state. has got a shelf life and the fact that you're maintaining it right there is worth the price of admission and more. Um so guys, check it out. Uh this is a great material. We just got a glimpse into what's in there. There's a lot more. Uh Jennifer, thank you for coming on today. Appreciate you.
1: Thank you As for always. having me. We always have great conversations, and I'm I'm really excited about AI writing, and I really think that if you're even a little bit scared or nervous or fearful, don't be. Look at it as an opportunity to improve your own skills. And you'll be able to help your clients as they navigate this journey. You can add value in that way with your knowledge about it, as well as using it to both be faster and, and better and spend less time staring at a blank page and stress eating. Or maybe that's just me.
0: <laughs> well said. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks, everybody. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and just a quick reminder to grab your free copy of my latest book, Burn More in Less Time, The Proven Mindset, Strategies, and Actions to Prosper as a Freelance Writer. You can get your free copy at b2blauncher.com or you will also find the detailed show notes to this and all my other episodes. Enjoy and have a
1: great day.